This is Kingpins, a podcast original. I'm Alastair. And I'm Kate. Every day in May, we're featuring a quote by an iconic crime figure, teaching us, in their own words, what it takes to survive in the underworld. Today, we return to a saying we've likely heard once or twice before. What you might not know is who coined it. New York math whiz turned mafia accountant Otto Abadaba Berman. With a wry shrug, he'd often wave off those who chafed at losing money in a horse racing bet, saying, nothing personal, it's just business. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Sure, this type of don't-take-it-personally swagger is often born from those who aren't on the losing end of a deal. For Otto Berman, this was certainly true. He went through life notorious for cheating the system. He'd successfully dodged prison so often that by the time he was crunching numbers for the mafia, most thought he was a haughty smart aleck. So was Berman just telling the hard truth, or was he trying to avoid it? It was likely a little bit of both. Surely the day-to-day of keeping the books for mobster Dutch Schultzman meant Berman dealt with some unsavory characters. Schultz, a Bronx-born gangster whose real name was Arthur Flegenheimer, rose to prominence during Prohibition as a bootlegger. By the 1930s, though, Schultz had diversified his rackets beyond liquor, namely by getting into horse racing. It was there that Berman came in, helping his boss con the numbers racket. The racket was an amateur lottery, essentially, in which ordinary New York folks would pay in to guess three numbers, hoping that they would match the number combination to be drawn the next day. That winning number was determined by the sum of money gamblers placed on bets at a racetrack, Belmont Park. With his flawless math, Berman easily calculated how much Schultz would need to spend at the Belmont track to influence the winning numbers. According to George Weinberg, another one of Schultz's accountants, Berman's math had their boss raking in money pretty much every day. As a gentleman, though, Berman didn't want to explain to each poor schmuck hoping to win some extra coin than the numbers racket just how the scam went, and that they weren't the first to lose out on it. In a way, it really was just business. Berman was going to jot down his calculations and tell Schultz's cronies how much to spend and who to collect from, no matter the situation. He would have done the same thing if he had been keeping books for a dry cleaner or a grocery store. Berman was just the messenger, doing his job, crunching the numbers. Still, those who were miffed by Berman's attitude believed it was just a matter of time before someone turned the tables on him. Berman was out for a meal with Dutch Schultz at the Palace Chop House in New Jersey in the fall of 1935, expecting little more than a medium-rare steak and a stiff drink. Yet instead, he was gunned down with his boss and their two associates. If you listened to yesterday's episode, you've heard this story. A hit had been put out on Schultz, who had made enemies with the larger organized crime syndicate. And Otto Berman was caught directly in the crosshairs. He would spend one final, grueling night battling his gunshot wound, only to die at Newark City Hospital early the next morning. 
Upon hearing the news, some people back in New York just shrugged. To them, the shooting wasn't anything personal. It was just the cost of doing business. Simple math. You win some, you lose some. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another quote. You can find more episodes of Kingpins for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts.